next year has to be different. It has to be better. You know that. I know that. But we can't just declare better friendships and expect them to materialize. We need a plan. We need motivation. We need a path forward. And so we are running our second annual 21-day Be a Better Friend Challenge. Visit betterfemalefriendships.com to join us, and you'll immediately receive your copy of our 2023 Friendship Intentions ebook to get you started. And then on January 11th, we're all doing it together. You'll receive one actionable challenge each day with me as your personal wing woman telling you exactly what to say or do to enrich the landscape of your friendships. That's at betterfemalefriendships.com. I hope to see you over there. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. This week, I'm walking us through four friendship mindsets that I need us to leave behind in 2022 if we really are trying to enjoy platonic relationships that bring us more satisfaction. So at the risk of sounding like coachy, I know people are always like, it starts in your mind, but it really does. I often have people DM and they're asking about strategies or a script or, you know, Danielle, what do I say if this happens? What do I do? None of it even matters if subconsciously you have started subscribing to ideas and attitudes that are blocking you from enjoying better friendships anyway. Okay, so mindset before motion. Here we go. Tell me if you agree. And as always, message me on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson. If you think of a couple mindsets of your own, let's add them to the list. Let's keep it going. Okay, mindset number one, fortune telling. This is where you assume you know what your friend is thinking on the other side. Now, this is how it shows up. You need help with something, but you don't ask. You want to get together this weekend, but you don't invite. You want to send a you're on my mind text, but you don't want to overwhelm. There is so much that we want to say, we want to do, we want to share, but we are so confident that we know exactly how the other person will respond. And I'm speaking here specifically to like existing friendships. I'm not even talking about a new friendship where you naturally feel vulnerable to kind of put yourself out there with existing friendships. And because we believe that we know how our friends will respond, our behavior is determined by the script that we created for them, a script that they never received. Now, let me say this. Yes, much of your hesitation might be rooted in in previous experiences that you've had with this person. Sure. But in most circumstances, I'm going to challenge you to ask yourself, what evidence do I have that this will be the outcome? Because honest to goodness, those friendship vignettes that you've been fantasizing about, you know, dining with a group of ladies at the new restaurant down the street or or finally having a listening ear for the ongoing issue that you've been privately stressing about, being more seen after sharing a truth with a friend that you feared would cost you rejection, all of that, all of those images that you continue to, to entertain and, and yearn for. In 2023, I need us to leave the fortune telling behind so that we can achieve those things. So immediately after listening to this, I need you to go to LinkedIn. I need you to remove fortune telling from your list of skills, because we're, we're undoing that mindset in the new year. Stop cutting yourself off from enjoying richer friendships because you believe you know how other people will respond to your ask, to your outreach, okay? There are mountains of research that 
our brains are not great predictors. We fail to predict in our current state what will make us happy in our future state. We underestimate how much people appreciate receiving texts from us. We underestimate how much people like us in the first interaction. If you've been listening to the Friend Forward podcast for a while, then you're recalling my mention of each of these studies in previous episodes. But what is the theme? We are not as good as fortune tellers as we think we are. We're not great at predicting the future. We're not great at predicting how other people feel. So just take a look at how often you do that. That's all I'm saying. Mindset number two. Emotional indentured servitude. Okay, so you know that indentured servitude is uh, a form of labor where you work for someone to pay off a debt. So there's no salary involved. Your labor is the repayment. Now, this has a controversial history. I don't want to make light at all of this phrase and this full scope of its historical context. I do want to draw from it to make this point. Some of us have volunteered for emotional indentured servitude. We do the labor of friendship because we feel like we owe this person. I'm not exaggerating. I truly cannot tell you how many sessions I've had over the past five years with women who end up expressing to me a desire to release a friendship. And when I inevitably ask, what is holding you? The response has something to do with history or obligation, actively laboring in a friendship because that friend was there for them during a difficult time four years ago, or because they've been friends since the second grade and leaving would feel disloyal um, because they have to for one reason or another. We are leaving that mindset in 2022. Now, the entire premise of this show, of my upcoming book, is that female friendships tend to end prematurely. And one of those reasons is because of our relationship with conflict itself. So, you know, I'm always pushing for reconciliation, negotiation, communication to keep momentum in a friendship. However, if your sole reason for sticking with someone that in every other way feels burdensome and joyless and obligatory, I need you to really think about that in this upcoming year. Why? Because there's research that finds that ambivalent friendships have more of a detrimental impact on your body than toxic friendships. Mm -hmm. I know you don't believe me. I see your face. (laughs) But this study conducted by one of the most respected voices in the field of, you know, loneliness, connection and health, Dr. Julianne Holt Lundstad, found that people were more anxious were less able to relax, had higher blood pressure when in the company of friends who they had mixed feelings about, more so than with those who were just outright negative friends. So why do we continue to stay? There's so much more we can talk about. I think we have even done an episode all about obligatory friendships. All I'm saying to you is if you are carrying relationships that you privately don't want to be in, I'm going to challenge you because what that's doing for you mentally, physically, emotionally, um, it's not doing you any favors and it doesn't make you look noble. It's stressing you out. So I'm not saying you have to cut them off. You have to stop talking to them. There's a way to either exit gracefully or just engage a general uh, strategy of, of distancing. But I do encourage you to evaluate your tendency to maintain friendships out of, uh, to maintain friendships out of obligation. You know, let's do some perspective taking. If I told you that there was a friend in your life who I just spoke with and she shared with me that the main reason she's your friend is because she kind of feels like she has to be. 
would be like, girl, what? Okay. Maybe a little hurt, but you kind of probably have the attitude of like, well, gosh, I mean, set me free. I don't want to hold you up. I don't want to be a burden to you. I don't want your pity. I don't want to drag you down. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. Next mindset. The mindset, the belief that coasting is growing. The belief that coasting is growing. So pretty much putting your friendships on autopilot and expecting connection. Now, this might literally be my 25th time citing this study, but I do it because it drives home the point that is the thesis of the existence of all of this work. Okay? There was a study that was done where they asked people, do you believe that friendship should be natural and, and organic or do you expect that they might take effort? They followed these participants over the span of five years. Those who reported a belief that friendship should be easy, organic, natural, they were reporting greater feelings of loneliness than those who said they expect that it might take work. If you have a secret belief, maybe you wouldn't say it out loud, but you kind of believe deep down, you shouldn't have to work at it. That if it were a real friendship, it would just flow. I don't mean to be disenchanting, but that is not true. I know it's not a very sexy tip, but you're going to have to put it on the calendar. You're going to have to plan ahead. You're going to have to do some emotional lifting. You might be physically tired sometimes with keeping up cognitively, exhausted sometimes with trying to keep up with everyone or to be intentional about thinking up ways that you can deepen your friendship with them. Yes. Now, this does not mean that a friendship overall should be depleting to you. Friendship should be life-giving. They should add value to your life. But if you think that a relationship is going to grow without you doing anything, that is not true. I'm going to leave that mindset right there that says it all, okay? And the final mindset that I really desperately plead with us to leave in the year 2022 is the belief that it's too late. I encourage you to go and visit our Instagram at friendford and you will see a video that we recently posted about a woman who was 70 and she's talking about the joy she has found and finally connecting with a best friend. She finally found someone who's like her girl. Now, I know some of you are like, good Lord, Danielle, don't tell me I'm going to have to wait till 70. <laughs> and that's, that's not what I'm saying. But um, it, it sometimes um, is disheartening for me to speak to young women. And when I say young women, I'm talking 20, I'm talking 45. Young women, all y'all. It is disheartening to talk to young women about how they are starting to feel a little discouraged in their friendship journey because they feel like things should have been materialized sooner. They feel like they should have they should have met all their friends in college. And let me just say this from just kind of a logic standpoint. I want you to think about who you were 10 years ago, truly. The things you were good at, your, your self-esteem, your confidence, your interests 10 years ago. The people who were in your life at that time, some of them maybe are, are still with you. I think that's beautiful that you have had a friendship that has evolved to meet and align with all the variations of yourself that have developed since then. It is not possible, though, for you to keep all of the women who knew the 1.0 version of you in this new world, in this current state today, where you're 2.0 version of you. There's research that shows that we replace on average half of our friends every seven years. And that study was done before the pandemic. I'm curious as to what that looks like now. I'm sure that that, that, that global, you know, 
trauma that we went through, I'm sure that only expedited the process and really shaped our, our friendship networks, okay? But it is never too late. It's never too late. You can meet your uh, a best friend tomorrow. You can meet your squad in three years. 2023 might be the year for you. But think about it. If secretly you're carrying the thought that it's too late for me, that is going to directly impact the way that you engage in new situations. If I'm having a good time with the woman, and I'm like, man, she's really cool. Do I pursue it? Do I continue to initiate with her? Do I go forward with her if secretly I don't believe that this is going to turn into anything? Because it, because it can't. I'm past my prime. Okay, that is the final mindset I need us to leave in 2022. So if you're ready for more tangible strategies on exactly how to do this, I want you to listen to me carefully. As your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. Over the past three years, as I end this show, I always give you something to reflect on or a tangible little thing you can do. I'm encouraging you and I'm only stressing it because I know it works. Okay, I'm not I'm really not trying to sell to you. I would love for you to join us this year in the 21 day be a better friend challenge, because I have made darn sure that everything that I give you each day, every strategy is rooted in research. This is not just Danielle's opinion on what you should say or do. Okay, my life has changed and my opinions have changed on some things after reading what the research has to say, okay? Everything is grounded and in research has been confirmed by other experts as being an effective strategy for either forming or deepening a connection or to really make you self-reflect on something that will, by extension, change the way that you engage with other people. We are starting January 11th. We did that intentionally so that by February 1st, You've got this. We're taking the training wheels off. Girl, you got this. Come join us at betterfemalefriendships.com. Click on the challenge. Sign up. Get your ebook immediately so you can start getting your mind right. Remember, mind before motion. And then on January 11th, we're putting, we're, we're putting the motion into place. Will you do that for me? Okay? All right. Well, until then, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.